back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. And this podcast episode, I'm going to, it's going to be short. But before I get into the shorter episode, I would say this. Um, I am expanding and I'm, I'm introducing a, a membership exclusive Patreon wing of Political Ramble. Now, in a sense, it's, it's, it's going to be sharing it with my other podcast, right? So, you know, when a person is a member, they're going to see stuff that has nothing to do with political ramble as well, right? It's like a one-size-fits-all, um, you know, membership section. So, basically, what I'm going to do from the, from the, that, that aspect is this. If I, when I record this show, there's going to be an extended version, right? And so, you know, you don't have to sign up, but it'll be appreciated, right? And I could say... And you sign up for it, you're gonna get even more real, right? So if you think, you know, my my breakdowns in public is you know more vicious and a different, unique take, right? It's gonna be more real with the members, right? Because we're in a, definitely in a time where politics is has many layers, and it, it's it's you have to like you almost you almost can't be PC if you really want to understand it. And when I'm doing stuff for the public. I'm almost, sometimes I feel like I'm handicapped. So in that one, like Clark Kent, you know, when he becomes Superman, even when he's Superman, he's, he's, he holds back because he's stronger than everybody, right? So the membership section, like me being Superman, not holding back, right? So, you know, th- for this episode, this is going to be an extended version and all episodes from Political Ramble going forward. And we got that out of the way. Now, what's this episode going to be about? It's going to be short, but it's going to be about um, the protest that took place last week from people on the left, right? And they were protesting, I guess Joe Biden not doing, not, not I guess he didn't really, he didn't really make any promises tonight. I mean, from my knowledge, all Joe Biden spoke about was, I'm not Trump, right? So I don't remember direct promises that he really made. You know, he definitely wasn't talking about Medicaid for all. And, you know, I don't, I, don't, I think he might have mentioned $15 minimum wage, but he didn't talk about it too much. And so I, I don't know what about his, performance is disappointing if you expect if you were expecting him to be what Bernie Sanders presents himself to be well then of course you're going to be disappointed but guess what though guess what right because this is something I've said for a long time Bernie Sanders is not even who he says he is so good example we have protests right nationwide many protests the media does not even report literally there was nothing other the media on it right they say whoa okay okay we we know that you guys think they're the enemy. I get it, right? But the crazy part of it is even the people who we are saying are leftists, they didn't report it either, right? So you say, oh, shit. The people who we call it leftists in Congress. So I'm talking about the Rashida Talib, the uh, Volcana, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar. None of them got, none of them people reported it, right? There was no, there were no tweets, nothing, right? And then... Okay, so you say, okay, well, you know, people who are listening to the show who are more progressive will be surprised, right? And then, on top of that, it started this 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 war that started to be where people, if you were on the left, particularly on the left YouTube and the, and the left podcast sphere, I would say the, the leftist podcast space is not as chaotic as YouTube, but because obviously they're intertwined, it's hard to separate it, right? But the people in that space, in that sphere, they were pissed. Right, that they were pissed that some people were criticizing. So, the Jimmy Dawes of the world, 
were actually, I think he spoke in one of the protests in Cali, right? And, you know, the people who, the leftists who are pissed, like let's say the leftist YouTubers and, and, and podcasters were pissed because they said these protests is not really progressive. They're there to make Bernie and the squad particularly look bad, right? And so if you criticized, you are bad because right now the squad and Bernie is pushing Biden to the left. They can't push him anymore to the left. We're in a pandemic and they're doing what they can, right? And look, I'm a centrist. Here's the thing. I am not for Medicaid for all. I'm not for free college. I'm not for any of that stuff. So for me, I'm looking at it as just an observer, right? And I'm saying, oh, okay. I mean, it's interesting because I was more surprised that the people in the left space started arguing with each other. I don't talk about how these, these things are still going on. And it's like a, it's like a rift that in some ways might keep growing, right? And that took me by surprise more than anything else. And so, because when I look at it, I say, well, I, I don't, I don't really know, I don't really know what exactly do you expect in that sense, because um, when, I, when I say I don't know what you expect, it, I don't know what you expect because what else, like, I, okay, let me see how to explain it. It's obvious to me that Bernie Sanders, Alexander Cortez is even worse, right? They're not lefties. Okay, so the, the problem, the, tr the true problem is the American left that you're calling American left is not left. And I'm not talking about corporate Democrat. I know people are going to say corporate. No, 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 no. What you're calling left is not left, right? If you compare it to leftist, leftism in Europe, Latin America, Pacifica, right? It's not. So the system is sort of set up to give you what you think is left. Right. And again, I'm not even saying that's what you should want. Right. Again, I'm not a leftist. I'm a centrist that leans to the right. But at the same time, people not understanding these differences is why we get into this problem in the first place. Why people fall fake populists, all these type of things. Why people fall for, for corporates, for corporatists, even if they're corporatists from the right or the left? Because we get so used to not being informed and not being thorough. And when we have these opinions, we're so emotionally tight. It's like when I say China, you could call them communist or you want. China is obviously communist to some extent, but they're more fascist than, than communists. You study communism, look how much billionaires is in China. You, you study communism, that's not supposed to exist in the communist system. It's not. Right? There's, and not only is there billions in China, if you, as long as you don't go up against the government, which obviously that's more communist, right? So, you know, in, in theory, people say, well, if you're righty, if you're really lefty, you're supposed to go up, be able to go up against the government. I get that. But other than that, there's certain times you could do, you could be more of a capitalist in China than in America at times. Human life means nothing in China, right? So if you want to do some stem cell research and abort fetuses and all kind of shit, no one cares, right? And so, we have to kind of know this stuff, even if you are the biggest conservative and white ring goon, even if you're the biggest advocate for free market, gun rights, you don't like abortion. I get it. it that, even when that happens, you cannot be so blinded that you don't see the facts. The facts are, if you compare what they're calling left here to what they're calling left in other places, is not. And 
I know people's comeback will be like, well, of course, because they're setting up, they're setting up, uh, they're setting up communism and real leftism, right? Let, let, let's stop. Let's stop. Name the communist countries in Europe. This is this is this is how we have to stop the bullshit. Even when you guys name socialist places, you guys always talk about Venezuela. <laughs> you never mention European socialists. Yes, well, sometimes you might mention Denmark and stuff like that. But let's be honest. Let, let's 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 let them. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Scandinavian countries that don't have the same wealth that the countries more south of them have, right? From England down, right? So let, let's, let's stop with Scandinavian countries. Stop mentioning them, right? All the countries, many countries in Western Europe have free market, I'm sorry, have socialist tendencies, even if they're not totally socialist, right? But you'd never mention them, number one. Number two, forget not even mention them. If the, if the plan was, well, you know, you know, they, they, they start with, they start with social, with socialism, then it becomes communist. So where's the communist countries in, 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 in the UK? I'm not in the UK, in Europe. Where's the communist countries in Europe? In, in the 21st century. I'm talking about in the 21st century, where's the communist country? Now, yes, there was elements of communists in France and certain places, even Italy, and they had to be shut down. Yeah, I give you that. But those elements were not from the not from the elites that you see. The, the come on, people know your history. The, the elites in Europe, Western Europe, have been in power for a longer time than elites in America have. That's that's specifically why America exists. America exists. Anybody can get rich. That's, that, isn't that what you say? Anybody can make it. So our elites are much younger, right? So there's no com- there's no threat of communist countries in any part of Western Europe. Don't come at me, no, no, no Albania. Please don't. No, please. I, I, I'm talking about the, the real power centers, right? And even Albania ain't communist anymore. So money in the communist countries were already in the Eastern Bloc, right? So this, so this is my point. When you say, well, you know, they're setting up, they're setting up this stuff for communism. Yeah, but if that was the case, you would have seen that example in Europe. You haven't. You know why? Because you guys don't understand, you really, you guys don't really understand what communism, socialism, and capitalism really is. If you did, you would never like like and this is why I'm, I'm getting the member subsection as well. If I'm doing political takes and I mix political takes with organized crime and gangsterism, and you say that doesn't belong in political takes, like somebody told me, then you don't understand capitalism. The biggest sign of a capitalist outside of the bankers is a gangster. And it might be even a bigger sign because even banks can be nationalized. Gangsters usually can't be, right? And gangsters are about the almighty dollar. But the fact that you don't even know that, right? Because you, don't, you haven't studied capitalism. You haven't studied capitalism was created by the Dutch. Many people don't know that. So you haven't really studied capitalism. You just go to work, spend your money, and you hear somebody on the TV talk about it, right? That's why membership section exists. Or it's going to from this point on. So when you look at it from that angle, you have to then understand that it's a very delicate scenario, right? It's very delicate in the sense that the system really functions on you going to work, it maintaining itself. So when you want to implement changes, it's always going to fight you. So yes, when the system was built on the black of slaves, right? If you want to give those slaves rights and after slavery and say, well, okay, well, we need to expand the rights of black folks, of course the system will fight that because at the time it didn't know how would it have to change to give blacks more power. 
but okay, blacks more opportunity, right? So even when you, when it comes to somebody like Martin Luther King, if the system says, well, he yeah, sure he's 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 um he's advocating for black rights, but very peacefully. He doesn't want segregation, but he, he's doing it peacefully. I get it, but guess what? They still don't know that its system is a machine. It still doesn't know how would that change their bottom line for their dollar. So guess what? The government was just as anti-Malcolm uh, Martin, as anti-Martin as it was as anti-Malcolm X, right? So then, cool, you get that. So, but then let's, let's flip it. The changes have been implemented. Blacks have more rights than they did in the '60s, right? Still could be much better. So now, if you flip it and you say, "How about if you're a white supremacist?" Right? 150 years ago, the system may not have looked at white supremacists as a threat. The system now in 2021 is different than the system in 1850, and the system in 1850 was different than the system in 1700, right? So when you understand that, you have to look at it from this point of view. Okay, it's it's different. So if white supremacists now get well, what you're calling white supremacists get because you know to me white supremacists is many layered, multi layered. But if you're in the if you're in the street calling yourself white supremacists, well that's a, the that's the white supremacists on the lowest angle, on the lowest ladder, right? So I'm talking about them. I'm not talking about white supremacists who are hiding, who are still in, in, in certain ass and still have certain aspects of power today in the 21st century as it was in, in some of the families had in the 18th century. 18th century. Well, let's not go there. I might, do, I, might, I might do stuff like that. See, that'll be type of topics I will cover more in the membership section. Not for this extended podcast, but for other stuff. But there will be times where we get into that, right? So, you know, people will look at it and people will be like, that, damn, that's true. You know, like, um, oh, wow, wait a minute. White supremacists, they have no use for them either. No, they don't. So guess what will happen? All right, the white supremacists, now the enemy. Now I'll be hunted. Right? In, 2000, in the 21st century, they hunted where in the 19th, 18th century, well, 19th century, they weren't. Right? So when these same people complain about their lack of rights, they're actually not making it up at a certain level. Individually, they may be, you know, but let's not even get into that. That's a separate topic. But the system itself cares about maintaining itself. So once it changes, or it has to add rights to even women, certain minority groups, whoever it may be, right? Once it once those changes are implemented, it now is is the same but different. So that will that will be why white supremacists would be hunted now where they weren't hunted two hundred years ago. So with Donald Trump, it wasn't really yeah they can call him white supremacists, but the real reason why they hated Trump was because they couldn't control him. And they didn't know Trump represented too drastic a change. So the system itself was more against him than any president. You could, I mean, we could spin it and we could say the system was against Barack Obama. Was the system against Barack Obama? Or were people on the lower levels, not, not the system, the everyday man, right, in certain, in certain red states were against Barack Obama, supposedly, right? They were against him, the everyday man. The system, system was fine with Barack Obama. Barack Obama helped expand the system. So we have to be able to, so that doesn't mean Barack Obama didn't have obstacles. That doesn't mean, that doesn't mean they were racism. Because when I hear somebody say, because even little, even some of my good friends, when people say Barack Obama wasn't qualified to be president, I'm like, who was qualified, who was qualified, who was qualified to be president? Donald Trump wasn't. What, what makes somebody qualified to be president? 
If anything, I could say George Bush was George Bush Senior was because he was a director of the CIA. You know, I'm a big CIA guy. So when I say I'm a big CIA guy, in terms of how I respect them. Are they scumbags? Yeah. Do they do vicious war crimes? Yeah, but they understand power. So when you say George Bush won, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't think you can say he wasn't prepared to be president, right? But it's we just say things like, oh, yeah, he wasn't. And I, this is something my good friends do, right? Um, and I think what really goes on is that people don't really understand the nature of the system is to maintain itself. So the reason why the system would be indifferent towards aliens, per se, because we don't know if aliens come. We don't know how it would change us, right? We don't know. The only change the system seems like it doesn't mind as much as scientific change. I would say that scientific change, it doesn't seem like it matter. It, it minds that as much, even though it still does. Like, and we have the tech, the capabilities to research stem cells, research certain things that can better people's lives. But then we come with morals, then that shows the system that even even that, you know, that the system will be slower to reintroduce, but or, or or to implement those changes. I say not reintroduce to implement those changes. It might be slower, but scientific change that I've seen when I compare the cultural change and things like that, and, and racial change and change towards um, sexual orientation rights. Scientific change it doesn't. That's the one change it doesn't really seem like it fights that as much. But everything else is going to resist, and it's going to resist with everything it has. Right. And I think where people who obsess over socialism, communism, capitalism, the reason why they're really upset, because, again, you guys don't understand it. I have a majority of my majority of my listeners are definitely not into socialism. Right. But I'm just going to tell you, this is the reason. This is what you guys are not seeing. You guys are not seeing that the main reason why. There's like this this new push to watch out for socialists, right? Is because, yeah, you couldn't see socialist, like socialist structures starting to form and people starting to become more receptive to it. But this, again, this has nothing to do with conspiracy. This is just, you you guys have a lack of understanding what socialism, communism, capitalism really is. This is why, like, this again, this is why members of section, me talking about Freemasons, me talking about secret societies, this is what I'm talking about. Socialism, communism, and capitalism were never what you think it is. There's a certain esoteric. Um, they have, it has a certain esoteric meaning as well, like meaning that the people, like you don't have to be a conspiracy, but the people who run your world believe in certain things, right? They implement those things. So wherever you don't believe in, you know, so it, it get, for instance, even we talk about science, right? Let, let me just try to bring it down. And try instead of trying to get esoteric. If you talk about science, right? When we talk about level two and three and four civilizations, right? Even level one civilization, right? When you get more scientific, that naturally gets like at a higher level gets more socialist. Capitalism is kind of like when you're outside the industrial society, you you kind of when you get past agricultural, like once you get past when, when, when like once you link the world. But then you have a certain type of technology. The technology makes people's lives easier. And when technology makes people's lives easier, the technology itself benefits. The technology itself benefits people doing better. So what I mean by that is, think of it like this: If you were AI, 
the greatest threat to AI or to, or even to become a type one civilization where what type of civilization? One world government. We harness all the energy from the planet. Not as much coal and fossil fuels, well, because because level one civilizations are into efficient energy, not really efficient. If you have people in what we call ghettos and people who are, you know, struggling that way, they're going to resist technology. That the technology itself wants to spread, right? When you're poorer, you're less likely to be educated. You're less likely to be educated. You're more likely to believe in certain things that are not scientific. That's the theory, right? So, in a sense. It is the more capitalist you get, the more scientific you get, the more technologically dominant you get. You're going to it's going to lead you towards a socialist, but a different type of socialism, right? And that's why even is even like you you're going to get into a new type of elite. The Jeff Bezos is a new type of elite. Yeah, there's people with old money who have who have more power than him in certain things, but he has so much wealth and he controls the new and he he's one of the people who control the newer infrastructure. So even if he was like, I don't know, a billionaire of Toys R Us, he has the most toys in the world. No, he would have to work his way up in those circles more because that's not an industry that could override other industries. But he, he's dominant in the internet, and now he's trying to go into space. And you guys don't even see what that means. The space is a, is a bigger frontier than the internet. So all those things, so the... Techno- the technology um, elites or the tech or, or the, the technocrats will bring in a different type of social than you've ever seen. So then, for that to happen, yes, you're going to have people who are sympathetic. You're going to have people who say, "Oh man, they're going to highlight the, the faults of the system," and that helps bring that that helps bring that in, right? Whether that's right or wrong. You have to be able to identify it and be able to reshape your arguments. I still hear the same Cuba, you know, let's go bomb Cuba because Cuba hasn't been a player in the world stage since the Cold War. Stop. Since the Soviet Union was finished, I mean, and Cuba was finished before that. They haven't been a world, they haven't been a player in the world stage. You know, and a part of the reason why they were playing the world stage is because they're the biggest Caribbean island and where they are, and they had the Soviet Union back them. Once the Soviet Union fell, they haven't been, they, let's stop. Stop. They haven't been a player that you're supposed to be talking about invading and all kind of that. They're giving way too much airtime. I'm sorry. And I say that as a person who has connection to Cuba, both family, both friends, right? Distant family, but still, right? And I love the culture. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie and be like, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is like, there's countries far worse than Cuba and we don't even care about invading them. So then stop, right? But they use that to bring up these um, these strange arguments because I could even say even from a certain level, like the Castro government, you know, he's dead, but they're not even like the Maduro government. Like the Maduro government in Venezuela, even on the streets, right? When they look at Venezuela, the government, the government is the biggest, they're drug pushers at this point. The Maduro government is like a cartel, right? So I could even see mentioning Venezuela more than mentioning Cuba. Cuban government doesn't really get into that. To be honest, right? By communist standards, this this is far worse communist. That's why we went to North Korea to negotiate. North Korea is far worse than Cuba is. So this is the point. When you have these old arguments, we're so biased that the bias stops us from seeing the true problem. And when we just when we don't see the true problem, it's re- it's much harder to actually go in the world today 
and tell these young kids certain things when they could go on the internet and see the truth. And even, even if, I mean, unfortunately, there's a lot of garbage on the internet too, but even if it is, they have access to information. They have access to way more information than we had, right? So you have to be able to really start to see things for what they are and tailor your arguments for it. So people who seem like I went in detour, but for people who are upset that AOC and Ilhan Omar and, and, and particularly Bernie Sanders did, did not, they didn't, they did not um, stand up for us, right? And they ignore those protests. What do you think? They worry about their career because they were never really true lefties anyway. That's the point. You think Mitch McConnell is really a right right wing guy? He's a businessman. Most people you see in, in, in governments, they're businessmen. And they're centrist. And then when you're centrist, you can see things on both angles, both sides that you use for yourself and your own benefit. And you want continually. As long as things continue and you got power, that's what that's what you care about. And and if you and you guys, both left and right, don't see that, both sides will always keep playing you. For those that this is the end of this podcast, I appreciate the support. Until next time, peace. For those who are going to continue, and Patreon, you know, I'm just getting started.